What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Our current photo assignment is on self-portraits, and I thought it would be fun to take a look back historically to different types of photographers to see different types of approaches to this. And I found some interesting stuff that I want to share with you. A quick disclaimer, not all of these are actually self-portraits, but they're close enough conceptually to what we're talking about to be discussed. So anyway, the first one I want to look at is one of the most famous really in the last 10 years. This is obviously Vivian Meyer. This has become a really iconic image. Obviously, it was used as the poster image for both both the book and as well as the film. And what's interesting about it is that it is a self-portrait and she shot a lot of self-portraits, always in the context of street photography and she's most associated with Chicago, although there are other locations as well. But what's interesting about this is when you look at other photographers of that era, Self-portraits are something you really don't see a lot of. That was not the interest of what people were doing at that time. So to see her in this context is really interesting because when you put her in the context of today's world and you look at the whole idea of the selfie and it is a very normal thing for people to use their phones to take pictures of themselves to post on social media. When you look at Vivian Meyer's work, she puts that into a historical context that's normally not associated with that. And I think that's one of the things that works well in the interest in this. And it's a very iconic picture. Another person that I think is very well known for doing self-portraits is Cindy Sherman. And now Cindy Sherman had an entirely different approach to this. And this is a series of works she did that are referred to as untitled film stills. And the idea is that she is in every image. She is the actress or she is her own model, but she does not appear the same. It looks to be different people. What's interesting about this series though is the idea of the self being involved in the image, but also the disassociation from identity. She looks different in all of them. But what really makes this series work is the whole idea that you know you could be looking at just a still frame from a film but you don't know any context around it. There's something that is engaging you as the viewer to start coming up with conclusions of what may have happened before or what is the greater context where it's going to go. And I think this is interesting because this is also a thread that you see in other contemporary artists as well. It's like somebody like Gregory Crudson. Now Crudson doesn't do self-portraits but it's this idea of creating something within a still image that engages the viewer to come up with conclusions of what's happening within the story and I think it's really interesting. Now in researching this most of the self-portraits that I found are fairly conventional in that they involve the photographer in their environment with the camera doing what they love and what they do as a vocation. So somebody like Richard Avedon who is on the set, um, very different but Imogene Cunningham who has more of a poetic uh, you know natural light pose to what she's doing, Andy Warhol who's famously associated with the Polaroid. Another photographer that I am very fascinated with is Irving Penn. And Irving Penn, I think, is probably one of the most talented photographers in the history of the medium, not only for his work behind the camera, but his skills as a printer as well. His bringing back and revitalizing interest in platinum palladium processing after the war when it had gone away. But there's so many things that Penn is capable of doing. And one of the famous self-portraits is the portrait of him with his view camera. And it's on one of the sets that he was had done some very well-known photographs from as well. But the other thing I love about Penn is the depth that he had. And he did have a very subtle sense of humor at times and this is a great photo this is actually not a self-portrait but this is Saul Steinberg and the whole idea that he's involving humor into this in a very subtle way but Saul being a cartoonist and he's wearing just a large nose mask in this image which is something he was kind of known for but it's very interesting it's very Irving Penn it's very stylized but it also removes the identity of the subject somewhat 
but replaces it in an environmental type context. And we're going to get into some images in a second that show more of this side, but I think it's very fascinating. A couple others that I found were very interesting that bring humor into it. And again, not a self-portrait, but this is Ansel Adams in Imogene Cunningham. This was shot by Alan Ross. It's one of my favorite images because it just really brings their personality through. I think it was a pretty casual image that was shot. They're obviously having fun. Imogene was kind of known as being a curmudgeon and that comes out in this photo. It's one of my favorite pictures, even though it is not a self-portrait. Another photographer I've talked about a lot over the years on this channel is Ernst Haas, who I think is absolutely brilliant. And in this self-portrait, we see him holding up not the camera, but one of the little Leica turret-style viewfinders that would go on the top of the camera for various lenses and focal lengths that you would put on. And what's interesting about this is he's not looking through a camera necessarily, but it's kind of a gadget associated. And I think what he's projecting in this image or in this self-portrait is this whole idea of not so much that I'm a photographer, but that I do visual work. And I think this is interesting. Which brings me to one of the most famous images that Time Magazine has ever produced. Now this is not a self-portrait. This is actually a portrait of a photographer by a photographer. The, the model is a young Dennis Stock who went on to have a very successful career and the photographer was Andreas Spininger. And there's an interesting story behind this image. It's an image that he took, I believe in 1951, and Time Magazine didn't publish it until 1955. And the two were kind of trying to solve this this idea of this portrayal of the object associated with the photographer and there's some outtakes to this that are really quite good but ultimately the successful image in the end was just done with a harsh spotlight on it and obviously the whole idea that if you turn the Leica camera on its side you see the the viewfinder and the lens is sort of mechanical eyes and the camera makes out the nose and it becomes sort of a face and the interesting thing about this is Feininger took this idea of associating people with instruments they work with and how those instruments become part of their identity, part of their figure, and part of their bodies even. And he explored this on a number of levels and there's some really great portraits that came out of this. Uh, one of my favorites is the guy with the megaphone, for instance, or you know, the diver, uh, the doctor. And these were very successful. It, it's interesting that Time Magazine didn't publish this for quite a while and the story that I hear is that it was actually pretty controversial with the editorial staff as to whether or not they would publish it at all, that it feel, felt very jarring and harsh, but this has gone on to be an extremely famous image, and even though it's not a self-portrait, I would put it in that echelon because I think, and this is what I think is important for photo assignments, is that when we think of self-portraits is that we look slightly beyond just taking an image of the self and start thinking about what we're going to do conceptually, which is kind of one of the whole points to photo assignments in general and this whole idea of creative thinking. So I wanted to share some images with you today to kind of get you in the place to start thinking about that. And if you were interested in the deadline, uh, photo assignments, we will go ahead and just do that this week. So your deadline is going to be... Sorry, waiting for the calendar to open. Saturday, November 4th, 2017. So you want to have your images in, have them in by midnight if you want to be considered for inclusion in that video. Now the way I do these is I release the video on Monday so I will make it on Sunday. So that's why Saturday on the deadline. So just make sure they're up by the time I'm working on it and that way you will be considered. If you have no idea what photo assignments are, I have a video just for you. I will link that up here. And if you know what photo assignments are but you have no idea on how to participate, got a video for that too so make sure you check that out it tells you the whole process that I go through basically I when I do photo assignments I give the photo assignment and then I do a follow-up video and I include your work and that's how you can be included so if you have any questions or if there's any images that you think I unjustly left out feel free to leave me a comment below until the next video I'll see you guys then later